When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. that time of the week again, Friday afternoon, and this week's a special one. It's Magic Millions Eve, and it's also special because on the Punders, mate, this afternoon, I am very happy to announce that my partner in crime, Sammy Highland, is back from his, I don't know, what do you call it, Sammy, trek? Yeah, well, a journey, I don't know, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, look, it was a challenge at times. But uh, I got better with each stop we had. Uh, I got better. So it was over 5,000 Ks, uh, over 83 hours in in driving uh, with the caravan on the back and 12 towns we stopped at. So with each run, each stop, I I reckon I took a little bit of improvement. So uh, it was good fun. There was not many, too many fights. As long as I just listened to Fit Nickers all the way, then... Uh, things <laughs> things went well, you know. The but kids got on all right. The kids were they were in great form and they had an absolute ball. Really happy we we did it. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be uh, it'll be good good to continue travelling around and having a bit of fun. So it was uh, it it was so good that um, we got we got back on uh, last Friday night. We got back and then we slept in our own beds in. Uh, at home, and Saturday morning, Nicole goes, "Let's go to Byron Bay." I said, "What?" <laughs> and she goes, "No." Oh. So we Got had some fr- we, we had some friends in Byron Bay. So, so yeah, we we backed up the day later and went down to Byron You're Bay for, for twenty four hours. So it was uh, hilarious. But I think that's the that that's the beauty of having a uh, having a wagon to just throw yeah. on the back of the car. And I mean, you've paid the money now. Now you can just travel. No accommodation fees. Just a bit of petrol. Funny, because I saw a caravan out the front parked. Is that you? Uh, no, it, it is not. But uh, <clears throat> I must say, uh, we're heading down to the uh, Magic Millions tonight. Caravan? And, and uh, yeah, I thought it was probably a bit much taking the caravan. So, well, uh, we free yeah. accommodation again. Uh, well, uh, look, uh, Nick is just like, uh, book somewhere at Broadbeach. Oh, yeah, no problems. Then I was like, does Broadbeach have a caravan park? <laughs> Everywhere has a caravan park, Sam. So where's the furthest point you went to? Uh, Robe. So we had Christmas in Robe in South Australia. And uh, so we had five days there. Didn't catch any crayfish. Um, went out and put the pots out and, and tried to, uh, tried to. It, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, such a, you know, such a uh, intense weight, isn't it, when you're reeling that pot in yeah. and thinking, geez, there are a couple of little ones in there. That would be good. And nothing. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, but we had, we did a bit of fishing and obviously uh, didn't have any luck with the craze. I've since found out since my brother-in-law's, uh, he's loaded up with craze this week. He, he told me we've gone to the wrong spot. 
which is oh, obvious. Good and, to know now. Yeah, exactly. And uh, But then we went to Port Ferry, and it was great to get to Port Ferry for five days, and uh, we stayed at a great caravan park there. And uh, uh, it was it was really good, and then uh, and then stopped at Mum and Dad's farm at uh, just past Packenham there. So um, we had five days there, and it was great to see the olds and all the family. Actually, uh, yeah, all of my family came to see me, uh, bar one, just because Patrick was away on holidays. But uh, in that, Queensland, that, that that was good. That 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 was good. Uh, so. It's good to catch up with uh, all the family and nieces and nephews, and uh, no, it was really good. So we we had a ball, and yeah, I'm fresh and and ready to go. 2023, bring it on. Yeah, just need to get that voice right. Have a big glass of water. Have you got one here anywhere? Now we no. now now I'm better. Now you're better. Okay. Uh, well, that's good. I'm glad you had a good uh, good break, good Christmas, and come back nice and fresh because we've missed you on the show. Where I have, that's for sure. Now some <laughs> news. Uh, now a friend of the show, Sammy Dan Beasley. Ah. Uh, how good was that? Back riding how, in the Riverina. How good was that? So he, he wins. Uh, he wins for trainer Peter Clancy there at yep. uh, at Albury on Tuesday. And do you know the the last time that uh, Danny Beasley had rode for Peter Clancy was in two th- He won on a horse at Canterbury called Mister Unique in two thousand and four. Wow! So uh, yeah, that was a pretty. Um, that that was a pretty uh, yeah special win for Danny Beasley. Great to see him back and and uh, getting good book of rides there. And uh, yeah, no surprise that he'll be uh, he'll be just pumping out the winners uh, from here on in. I would think. You uh, wonder you wonder if he'll get to any of the metro meetings or he will. I'm, I I have no doubt about he's that. Too good a you jockey. Know, not that's to. it. Yeah. He's he's you know he he was um well he was at the top of his game for a long time in Singapore and and uh, uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm. I I think uh, he obviously has come back here, and and when we spoke to him, you know, he's happy to just start off in the Riverina there and and see what happens. But yeah, I've no doubt that uh, he'll have a presence in town at some stage. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, Beast Mode, you aware of Beast Mode? Yeah, goes he, well, doesn't he? He's a good horse, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's three from three, trained by David Van Dyke. Uh, there was a bit of talk around that he might be sold to Hong Kong. As uh, most of the promising types we get here are, but nope, no sale. So Beast Mode will be staying in Australia for the time being, and he'll be set for a, a winter carnival program, which is good because we need to see these exciting horses, such as Yellow Brick, who we'll get to later on in the show, I'm yeah. sure. We will because we'll be chatting to Ben Thompson. Uh, stay in the country, Sam. Yeah, well, that I know it's a, it's a good thing. I, I don't know. Is that because had, had he been vetted for Hong Kong? Don't or? know. Connections didn't want to sell him, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's obviously uh, he's a serious horse. And our thoughts go out to uh, Martin Harley, who had a oh, gutter. Yeah. yeah, did last you see week. that? And I didn't see it, but I I heard that uh, he had a fall. And uh, it's um, yeah, but we've had Martin on on the show before, yep. haven't we? And and yep. uh, I've uh, you know he's a really good talent, Martin. I th- I think he'll um, he'll uh, uh, definitely be in for. You know, since being based in Queensland, he he's uh, you know in the years ahead, he's going to have a presence on the on the jockeys premiership. That's for sure, and because uh, he rides so well, and and he's so well travelled. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been to all parts of the world, hasn't well, he? So he was just starting to find his feet. He was getting some good rides from the good stables. Uh, now I believe we did have a report on him yesterday on the Magic Millions show. Uh, there was an issue there. He'll be out for a couple of months. Yeah. 
but he should make a full recovery. Yeah. And that was from his manager. So, yeah, he will be out for two or three months, but a full recovery is expected, which is great because you just hate seeing those things happen. Just yeah, terrible. I think um, – well, I think Tags put the mock on him. I, I heard him on uh, – because I mm. heard uh, – uh, he said, I don't know what Sammy's saying. He's, he's got a big rap on this bloke and, and he got beaten on a favourite. And But Tags can do that. He, he, can, he, he can do that. And then next thing he's had a guts up going, I'll oh, turn it up. What's going on here? But good to hear that he's going to make a full recovery and uh, yeah, he'll be back bigger and stronger. Magic uh, Millions news? You've been down there with your checkbook, Sam? I have not, but uh, I tell you what, you want a big checkbook, that's what you want. $2.6 million, yeah, exactly. Need more than a cash register. (laughs) $2.6 million for the Sunlight Philly. 2.7 for an I Am Invincible yesterday. And my man on the ground, Tim Rowe for ANZ Bloodstock, he knows everything about the uh, yearlings. He tells me today that due to the I Am Invincible going for $2.7 million yesterday, the I Am Invincible book a cult today... Uh, will likely make more than that. Yes. Well, I heard this is the ho- this is the horse, uh, the Booker Colt yeah. that uh, uh, everyone's uh, up and about about. And so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see to see uh, what it brings. And it's well, we just we say it uh, every time this time of year, don't we? It's, it just gets bigger and better. The sales, the whole week of the Magic Millions. It's it's uh, obviously you've spent time down there this week. And, yep. Uh, it's every corner you go well, around, you run into someone you know, don't you? Exactly. And, and the amount of families that were there on Tuesday morning at the Barrier Draw, it's not just, you know, racing people. There's families there on holidays, and that's what makes it all work. Uh, you know, there might be people going for a walk in the morning with the kids, and they might not even know this is on, but they happen to walk down to the surface foreshore, and there's all this commotion. Yeah. What's this? Yeah. Next thing you know, oh, how good is this? And, you know, they get interested in it. So it just works so well, doesn't it? Yeah, really good. I know I heard there was a couple of ponies went went for a little did you see it on the squeeze telly? around the street. Did you see it on the TV? Yeah, I did. Well, I did. see, the problem this year, Sam, was the tide. There wasn't much, wasn't much uh, room between the fence there yeah. and the water. So right. the sand was not... Wide, it was like it was like running them at the meadows. Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, or Kilcoy or somewhere like that. So, some of the horses were actually running along in the water, and they got to the end. There wasn't a lot of room. A couple of them got through a plastic barrier, and yep. off they went into the streets of surfers through the traffic lights. And <laughs> wow, I'm just lucky nothing uh, went. Always on okay. Though. Yeah, always o- okay. Always All's okay. well that ends well. But um, yes, all worked out okay. <laughs> now on today's show. We will be chatting very shortly to Matty Hoisted. We'll be talking to Ben Mannion. He is the Secretary and CEO of the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. And we'll also be having a chat to Ben Thompson a little later, who, of course, Sammy, is riding Yellow Brick. We love it. We love Yellow Brick. And he's riding Yellow Brick in the three-year-old guineas, of course, tomorrow at the Gold Coast. Alrighty, a man with a very strong hand uh, in the proceedings taking place at the Gold Coast tomorrow is Matt Hoisted, part of the Matt Hoisted Steve O'Day training operation. Matt, good afternoon. Afternoon, boys. Nervous? Excited? Uh, yeah, more excitement, I guess. Uh, always a, a few little nerves coming into these big days, but uh, yeah, more than anything, just, just excited, looking forward to the day. Yeah, it's going to be a cracker. Before we get to tomorrow... Very impressed with uh, buying time, winning at uh, Doombin on Wednesday. Yeah, he was super, wasn't he? Look, he's obviously coming off a, a long layoff, and um, yeah, it can, can be a bit frustrating. You can see he's got a, 
endless amounts of talent, but it's just a matter of him sort of putting it all together and, and using himself properly. Still wants to do a few things wrong, but um, look, hopefully there's a bit more racing that can iron him out. And yeah, he'd like to hope he's he's on to bigger and better things in, in a sort of class four on a Wednesday. Would you suggest there's, uh, well, I'm guessing after that break, there's, there's more improvement to come or plenty more improvement to come? Yeah, definitely. Look, yeah, he, he was always going to tighten up a little bit from from it, but it's more just more just mentally. He's still just so mentally immature. He's obviously only had the had the four starts now, but um, I think more with more the more racing he does once he sort of really irons his craft out and sort of really knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, I think he can definitely. There's plenty more improvement in him. Now, race four tomorrow at the Gold Coast is the Magic Millions, the Syndicate, twelve hundred meters. You've got the two runners. The one I've made my best bet of the day, number two, Scalopini, and a horse that I absolutely love, number four, Contemptuous. So it was a little bit of a tough task, but no, I'm, I'm firmly with Scalopini. By all reports, uh, he he uh, jumped out really well on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, he was he was good there last Tuesday. Look, obviously, he uh, was up against Spiritualized there. Look, he, we're obviously going in first up, so we, we were sort of there to do a lot more than Spiritualized was. But it was good to see him sort of pick him up late and just sort of even 50 through the line, even 100 through the line. He was really bowling through. So, you know, he was only sort of getting warm late and he was able to sort of just get slightly in front of Spiritualized, but loved him sort of 100 through the line. He was, he was really strong. Uh, he's obviously got a really good fresh record. Uh, he couldn't be... Bit of a bit of an old marvel. He's, he's obviously eight years of age, but he's, he's no doubt racing in career best form, and he's just a very much a happy, healthy horse at the moment. And yeah, we couldn't be any happy with the way that he's going into into Saturday's event. So um, yeah, look, with a, he hasn't had all that much luck Millions Day in the past. This this old boy, so I think he's due a bit. And if he can get that that little bit of luck, he'll uh, yeah, it should be really hard to beat it under these late career age conditions. The older he's got, the, the more closer to the lead he seems to be able to race. Uh, we've seen him lead in Melbourne and win. I don't expect he'll lead uh, tomorrow, but I've mapped him in the first four. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. Just just funny, early on in his, his career, when we sort of had him sort of close to the speed uh, in patch, and he just wouldn't finish off. He, he was just one that he'd sort of half a bit too close to his top, and he, he sort of always had that really good turn of foot, but really a touch too close, he w- wouldn't be able to show that. But as you said, with, with age, and he's probably um, you know lost a little bit of that ping he, he sort of had early days, and he's you know, more your probably 1,400-metre horse, and he can... Um, you know, it's really good to see him do that down in Melbourne, obviously be, be in such a comfortable rhythm in front and still sort of kick on. So, yeah, we'd like to think that in this this sort of race, he's sort of up in the in the first couple of pairs, probably, you know, third pair at worst, hopefully, and, um, yeah, should be getting every every possible. And uh, my favourite, Contemptuous in the same race, just a bit of an awkward draw, but goes forward? Yeah, yeah, he will. Will from there, obviously not a, uh, yeah, a little bit of pressure, but not a great deal. We'd say we'll push forward in, uh, in this race. Look, he's... He's uh, not to be sort of taken too lightly. He was, he was pretty big going into that first up run. He strips a hell of a lot fitter. I know he's had a had a big break between runs, but he, again the same day Scalapini had his jump out. He had a really solid uh, hit out there where it was it was nice and impressive. Um, you know, twelve hundred really suits him. Um, and yeah, he'll you know, he'll he'll run one hell of a race. He can sort of get across cheaply enough and get a nice run in transit. He's um, yeah definitely not to be taken too lightly. Matt, nice running transit is what shooting for gold should get in race five, I reckon. Uh, there's obviously been a few scratchings out of this race already and, and a couple of them uh, been yours. So, uh, I, gee, I, I think this is right race third up. Um, you know, he drew a tricky gate, was able to get the run of the race, but I think we've just got to put a complete line through it. Look, he, he's just a horse that he, when he's sort of too close to the speed as he was that day, it's the first thing Brody said when he jumped off and he goes, 
Um, you know, he goes, I've just had him way too close. He goes, I was in a position he didn't really want to be in and in turn was never able to get into a, into a rhythm and sort of be able to flow in the race. Um, look, he, he rode him perfectly to, to get to navigate that tricky gate, but probably just not the right way to ride him. So, look, we're definitely sort of uh, riding him a bit quieter there uh, on Saturday. Um, hopefully he can just be, if they can overdo it, there looks to be a nice amount of speed. If they can overdo it in front, uh, you know, he can be steaming late. Uh, he's just got to probably show us that he can run out a strong 1,200. That's probably the last little box he's got to tick. But as you said, from a good gate, he'll be able to get a nice smothering run. And if he can be left for one last crack at him and get a bit of room, he'll be, he'll be steaming. I don't know if I was the curse on Stroll last start, but uh, I, I had it as my best of the day there. Uh, were, you, were you happy enough with how, how she went? Yeah, 100%. She's just, that's just not her go. Look, she, you, you sort of think the two stakes races that she's been able to win, uh, you know, she's been able to get open air at the, the, when she sort of needs to. She's a real momentum horse. She's not, a, she's not your sharp spring sort of type. So to sort of lose her momentum as she did at that, you know, very much a crucial stage of the race was very much detrimental. I thought she'd still run, run enormous under those, uh, those conditions. Um, you know, similar to when she, she won the mode and won the Bill Carter, she was able to, to you know, get rolling at the certain time. She can hit a bit of a flat spot, but then picks up and, um, you know, at least that's a, the one positive from that gate. You like to think she's going to be able to get a little bit of room. And, um, yeah, I think she's, she's well and truly one of the, one of the key chances in this race. She can, um, if she gets the right sort of running, can, can work into the race. So when she needs to, I think she can, um, yeah, be, be finishing off really strong. Matt, I would, I would imagine for a horse trainer, uh, uh, it, it's really quite hectic, uh, Magic Millions Week. I mean, obviously, uh, training horses, catching up with connections, uh, everything that goes on with the week, and then uh, obviously uh, being full on at the sales. It's I, I'm sure you're you're happy that you've got your offside of Steve O'Day to help you with everything, juggle everything. Yeah, that's it. No, look, that's that's definitely where the where the training partnership comes comes well and truly in here. It's obviously very much hectic down there at the sales, and and look, with us having sort of 62 horses in work, it's hard to be able to doing both so uh yeah look i've been sort of looking after the horses here while he's been down there and being able to pick up a quite a few actually he's doing a very good job there with, with jamie walter and proven thoroughbreds we've uh, been able to pick up some really nice horses uh so far so hopefully that can continue and i think if we have a bit of luck there on saturday sure we can be putting our hand up on saturday night for a couple yeah well i see you had uh you had three nomina or three acceptors for Sunday. One was a dual acceptor, but you scratched all of those. Is that due to the wide gates or due to the fact you want to break? <laughs> <laughs> nah, unfortunately, wide, wide gates. But we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll take it. We'll, we'll take the Sunday off. But uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, purely only the, the wide gates. So they'll they'll stay the suitable races for them next week. So um, yeah, I just mean if we have a bit of luck, we might be able to have a have a good night out anyway. Yeah, and you deserve it. Just before I let you go, just one other winner I should have touched on from Wednesday. Hell of a Barty broke uh, the maiden status. She looked good. Yeah, yeah, a little bit bittersweet. We we thought he was a genuine life hope in the in the Magic Millions maiden there on Saturday, and he drew off the track. So we we elected to scratch and save him for this race. And yeah, Julie was able to salute. Look, he's a he's a horse that always had really nice opinion of. Just last last preparation, it just was a, a pure simple fact. The penny just hadn't dropped. He just didn't have those race smarts. And that one last little break we were able to give him. Uh, it's just just been like a light switch you know, in all his work at home and his trials. And, um, yeah, we sort of thought he'd, he'd be able to, to sort of take care of that, um, you know, that sort of field there Wednesday. But to do it in the manner of which he did was, was obviously ultra impressive. Yeah. yeah he's got a sort of a bright future. Well, I thought with the rail out six and a half metres on the home turn when he was probably six lengths at least off the lead, he might be in a bit of trouble. But 
once uh, Brady got into the outside, it showed a really good turn of foot. Yeah, sort of the way to ride him. He's definitely a better chaser. I know he, he led up and won a won a uh, you know, trial impressively there at Deegan, but. You know, in just all his work, he's always been a better chaser. He can just sort of float when he's too far in front. So, sort of happy enough with him when he did come back. Uh, obviously, yeah, we were in a bit of a bit of a hairy position there on the home turn, but um, you know he possesses a really good turn of foot when able to be ridden that way, and yeah, that's going to win him win him plenty of races in the future. Scalopini, the best from the stable tomorrow. Uh, yeah, look, I'd say from the from the gate. But I tell you what, like I said, contemporary shouldn't be taken too lightly. But yeah, we'd say um, Scalopini's going to be taking a bit of beating, I think, under those conditions. All right, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Much appreciated. Best of luck uh, tomorrow on the Gold Coast, and uh, you deserve a week off or a few days at least. So enjoy the rest of the weekend. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Matt Hoisted joining us there. Uh, one half, of course, Sammy, of the Matt Hoisted and Stephen O'Day training partnership, which works very, very well, doesn't it? Yeah, they do a great job with their horses. They always present really well at the races, and, uh, yeah, it's it's – you know, it's a big, big operation, as Matt said. You know, it's it's important that they sort of have uh, two at the top that can direct traffic and and uh, yeah, both bounce off each other. And uh, it's uh, yeah, they're they're flying at the moment, aren't they? And they, they always seem to be. Don't let's they? not forget that uh, they had a fantastic spring carnival down in Melbourne. Yeah. you know, um, and yeah, which you know, in in previous years, they sort of haven't taken horses uh, down there, have they? Or, no, you know, nope. as and and you know, I think uh, I I said this a few times throughout the spring carnival that you know it was a great thing that the Queensland horses had a real presence in the Melbourne spring carnival, and they placed their horses really well. You said they got sixty two in work. I guarantee you, all sixty two would be very well placed. Yeah, uh, and we haven't. I should have asked Maddie about Uncommon James. We haven't seen him since the Melbourne spring, where he was so impressive. Obviously, a slight injury, but he'll be back. Uh, sooner rather than later. So looking forward to seeing him because he's a very, very promising type. Now, Sammy, before we go for a break, uh, I've read this out a couple of times the last couple of days, but for all owners and trainers, for owners, trainers and jockeys with runners on the weekend, come to Queensland Racing Marquee in the main thoroughfare of the Magic Million Sales Complex where all ticketing will be available for all acceptances from Wednesday. So that obviously is today. So if you need your tickets, that's where you need to go because if you don't have a ticket, Sam... You won't get in. Wow. That's, that's generally how that's it works. That's important. That's important. <laughs> you dress up, you get yourself all set for the big day and you rock up at the gate. Sorry, can't come in. You don't <laughs> want that to happen. So make sure you head to the main thoroughfare of the Magic Millions Sales Complex and grab your tickets. We'll go for a break. And when we come back from the break, we'll chat to Ben Mannion. He's the Secretary and CEO of the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. In the night, the stormy night, she calls
This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to The Punters, Mate, on this Friday. Magic Millions Eve rolls around quickly, doesn't it? You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland, and you're also with Ben Mannion, who's joining us from the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. Ben is the Secretary and CEO. Ben, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, boys. How are we? Very well, thank you. And uh, you've been at the sales uh, most of the week, I think. I know you're there uh, this afternoon. How good has it been? Yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah, it's, it's started off a little slow um, on the first day, but um, I just saw some figures come through. I think there's about 150 million sales gone through, uh, over 300 average. And you compare that to 2016, where I think um, the total sales for the day was about 147 million. So they've already surpassed that. Um, it's their biggest day going into to, um, Friday. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's going really well here at the sales at the moment. And, um, yeah, it's uh, no no $2.7 million horses yet, but uh, <laughs> like yesterday, but I think uh, but I think it's not far away. Ben, they cater so well for the owners, don't they? Uh, you know, whether it be uh, Queensland owners or, or from right around the country, this week is, is just, uh, yeah, it's all about, making it easy for the owners and, and uh, you know, whether it be the studs or the Magic Millions company or, or Queensland, uh, Racing Queensland, they do it so well to look after the owners and, and you know, I encourage people to dig deep in their pockets. <laughs> Are you doing that, yeah, Sam? Do, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's never been – I keep saying to people, it's never been a better time to be an owner, to be honest, and the way that they do the micro shares now and they, the way they do, you know, ownership um, compared to 10 years ago or even five years ago. You know, there's something for everyone here at Magic Millions. It really is a world-class event now and we get people coming from interstate, having, you know, making their holiday plans around the event. We had the wave and the polo and the announcement um, last week, which includes, you know, Friday night racing going into 2025. You know, it's just uh, become a, a week. It's probably going to become a fortnight again. So it doesn't help the liver. Um, but I'm sure um, I'm sure there's uh, there's plenty of people here um, that bring their kids along and you know have a great time. Really becoming a real family event. So um, you know from an owner's perspective, you know this is uh, you know this is where you're going to find your your superstar. They really are the best um, equine athletes around, and and um, you know the, hence the prices that are you know they're going for. So um, yeah, it's it's going really well. And look, I can vouch for what you say there. I mean, I, I have a share in one horse, and I only have two and a half percent. And I haven't won anything major as yet, but the prize money is very good. And for my for my two and a half percent, I don't pay much um, much in the way of training fees. But if I get a win somewhere, even if it's only in um, country Queensland, I still do quite okay out of it. Yeah, exactly right. And whether you're in Queensland with the latest announcements around prize money, which is we've had some um, involvement in the discussions around that, and you know where we need to place the um, point of consumption tax investment is um, really key. And you know I think particularly with the breeding scheme up here in Queensland, if you're racing a, a filly up here now, two-year-old, three-year-old filly, you know, in Brisbane, you can win eighty-seven, nearly $87,000 now, you know, first prize, but it just goes all the way down. So you're right. And then, yeah. you know, you're potentially racing for, you know, a lot more. Um, so you only just got to get one, jag one win, whether it's at Kilcoy or Toowoomba right. or, up north, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, you're, you're going to get a return on your investment, which is what's important to us, and particularly the owners' association. So, yeah. 
Now, the Owners Association, in a nutshell, can you just give us a, a brief on what the Owners Association does? Yep. So there's five of us that sat at the Northcliffe Surf Club after the after the duel last year at the Gold Coast and said we've got to have a seat at the table with Racing Queensland. So we pulled together a group of owners. Um, Peter Ty is our chair. Gary Cunningham, Cunningham Thoroughbreds, Linda Huddy, who ran Linda Huddy, is synonymous with racing here in Queensland and, and obviously owns Shootout. Um, Peter obviously owns Winx. Um, and we've got um, representation in, in Townsville and, and Central Queensland as well on our committee. Um, and we essentially um, represent the 20,000 owners that are in Queensland. We have a membership um, category that allows for members to now get their own owner's card, similar to what they do in Victoria with Troa and the gold card. We have an owner maroon card. We've just launched that back in November. Um, and we're you know, seeking more members so that we can actually talk to them. It's really hard to get data out of Racing Queensland, Racing um, Australia. So we actually have to go out and physically get email addresses and contact details from owners to be able to tell them about what's happening in the industry. Some of the conversations we're having with you know, key people like Racing Queensland Government and the Race Club, and then be able to survey them around you know, what they want moving forward. So it doesn't matter whether you own 2.5% or you've got 100 horses, um, you, you get one vote. So at the end of the day, you're just as important as the next person. Yep. We want to, want to make it as inclusive as possible. So um, you're out there just having a bit of a crack at the moment with, um, with uh, Queensland Racing and um, trying to make it better and trying to bring more people in. So um, that's in a nutshell what we're trying to do. And just on that, uh, Ben, what you know, what, what does the year ahead look like for, for the Owners Association and what can owners look forward to? Well, I think um, from February 1, we're looking at bringing the new prize money in from Racing Queensland. So we'll be, you know, Racing Queensland are doing a lot of work on bringing people into racing and we're working on, you know, retaining people and making sure that, you know, we have a great relationship with trainers and breeders and trainers are updating owners on, um, you know, what's happening with their horses. I think that communication piece is really important for owners. And there is a, you know, as I said before, it doesn't matter where, where you're racing, um, and you, if you win a race at, you know, Kilcoy or you win a race in North Queensland, it's just sometimes it's just as good as winning a Group 1 down south or yeah. in Brisbane. So, um, you know, we'll be concentrating on continuing to grow our membership. Um, you know, I think we've got about 750 members at the moment. But, but those members have got shares in over 4,000 horses. So, you know, they're a lot of the bigger owners and the bigger studs. And um, We're looking to talk to people that are micro-owners. We're looking to people that own, you know, the 2.5%, and we, we want to make sure we cover off everyone. So our, we'll have a pretty full-on membership strategy um, going into this year, and we'll be out and about trying to talk to people at the races and seeing where we can help them. Do you have any functions and that sort of thing coming up? We, uh, we've, we've got one... Uh, uh, we've got, we have got one tomorrow at um, <laughs> Magic Millions, oh. but, but um, we have some at the race clubs that we um, we, uh, we usually do around race meetings. So um, we, we did a Christmas one back in December at the Gold Coast. Um, we'll, we'll head up to Brisbane and do one around the dual race day that'll end up at Doombin this year. Yeah. Um, that'll be in March. Um, and then, um, you know, we probably do one every quarter, but we'll be looking to do more interactive online sessions as well this year and, and be able to talk to people, you know, at, after work and at night and around, you know, some of the challenges they find. Um, we've done a lot of work around the discipline, not disciplinary, but um, where there's a, an issue around trainers and owners, um, and we, we, we play a role in that along with Cam Partington from the Trainers Association. So um, that'll be our sort of our focus around membership, and um, we have a newsletter that goes out every month 
to 20,000 owners um, through Racing Queensland, Racing Australia. So we'll continue to update all owners across Queensland and tell them what's happening. So keep an eye on that newsletter. All righty. Now, if uh, there's some owners out there that like to get in contact with you and your group, how do they do that? The easiest way is through the website, um, www.qtla.com.au. And my phone number's on there. And or you can email me at ceo at qtoa.com.au. Terrific, Ben. That's great. And that's uh, really important for the owners, isn't it, Sam? Oh, it is. It's, uh, that's it. I mean, you want it to be as good an experience as possible. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the, the winning owners, are, they're always up and about. But it's, you know, it's when you go to the races, when you go to the races and you run fifth or sixth and you've been unlucky and... You know what? You want someone to you want someone to still make you feel good, don't you? I know. You? I what, know that feeling, what, Sam. Yeah, that's what it's all about. <laughs> you know, to keep enjoying our horse ownership. Exactly, Ben. You're doing a fantastic job. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, and uh, I'm sure we'll chat to you again soon. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. That's a pleasure, Ben Mannion, joining us there from the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. He is the secretary and CEO, and that's a great initiative, Sam. Yeah, it's so good, so good, and it's only going to get uh, bigger and stronger, and, and Ben's really impressive, isn't he, to, to listen to. He's all over that. He's only been in the job for, for a year, and it'll just keep getting bigger and stronger. Certainly will. Sam, I've been looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this. Ben Thompson is going to join us now. And Ben, of course, has the job of piloting one of our favourite horses, Yellow Brick, around the Gold Coast tomorrow. And you and I are very, very keen on his chances. Ben, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Chris. Yes. Uh, Sammy and I, as I said, we're very confident about the chances of Yellow Brick. Uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, good, good. I was actually... Um... Uh, just said to Steph before that I wish it was Saturday. So it's, it's um, especially when like it's obviously we're used to a typical week in Queensland is is races Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sorry, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But no meeting today. Um, yeah. But no feet up and and um, yeah, just continue preparing for tomorrow and then rip in. Benny's uh, such an impressive horse, isn't he? This uh, yellow brick. I know the Sears camp of. I've got a, a huge opinion of it, and uh, best of luck to, to Lee and Maddie Sears, who own this horse. And I tell you what, uh, that was a fantastic win uh, first up at Toowoomba in the King of the Mountain. Yeah, it sure was, Sam. He's he is a beauty. He's um, obviously from the first time that I, I rode him, which he, he won his first start on debut at Ipswich. Then they put him out for a spell straight away. He won narrowly that day. Um, but it was a good gap from second to third, mind you. He, I rode him on a wet track at, at the Gold Coast at a Metropolitan meeting, and he, he stuck on well. He was beaten just over three lengths to Plundering, who was enormous, and Clairview Molly just caught us late, uh, beating us for second. But he just had a real presence about him, and, and at only his second start, he just seemed a natural talent. And albeit he was well held, I said to Tony, like he told, he's, he's a genuine Saturday class horse. This and and I was, you know, I thought back on top of the ground. I was able to get a, a good feel of him. So he went on to win his, his next three, where I rode him to two of those. Um, and then, you know, come start six, he's, he's the king of the mountain winner. But he's a he's a professional. He's, he's taken so much improvement with each, each time I've ridden him, which is now four times. Um, and, it, yeah, can't wait to sit in him tomorrow. 
I was going to say, you, you go forward, obviously, on him because that's the that's his pattern of racing. But he, he just seems to be able to take up a spot. And, and I was watching that King of the Mountain very closely because I was keen on his chances for various <laughs> reasons. But he, uh, you, you had him just sort of steadily just moving across under no real pressure. You, you were in no hurry to get outside um, steady ready. But he just seems to be able to, to absorb any pressure mid-race. And then when he's challenged, he just pulls out another gear. Yeah, he sure does. He... Um... He, he, he's, I was sort of unsure heading into that race uh, to warm, but just how well he'd travel, you know, where he'd travel comfortably, should I say, because he'd, he'd sat in these four runs before his, his break, he'd, or his little break. He'd sat second first up and was keen outside Yiska, and then he's, um, and then he's um, led his next three. But he was unchallenged in all three of those. Like, mind you, it was 1,200 all the way out to a mile, but... He was never really taken on, um, but I, he, obviously he travelled so comfortably there, so there was no reason to say that under a bit of pressure he couldn't do the same. I was sort of, albeit he was taken on open company, I'd looked a race that, that lacked probably natural pace other than um, Steady Ready, who is, mind you, a, a very fast horse, I thought. Between myself, it, Argyle Lane, I wasn't too sure who else to challenge us and whether I'd be third, fourth or second, I just wanted to have him wherever he was happy. He jumps away super, um, and I was just, yeah, in no hurry to get across. He got across on his terms and really was in control from a long way out. So it does look much the same tomorrow without sort of going through the race in depth. I, I don't intend to do that until race morning, so it's fresh. It's the runners that I do know, and um, it's like Spiritualized, who has good pace, Lada Kia, who led sort of on her own terms their first two, but was really dynamic taking a sit last Saturday. Um, and obviously um, uh, fashion legend who I'm familiar with who's been up on the speed. So I don't th- I think, you know, it'd just be the same plan. I'm just going to ride him wherever he's comfortable. We've drawn barrier five and I'll come into four. And just when I, I trialled him uh, 12 days before the win at the King of the Mountain at Doombin, and it was only a small field, but come away neutral. And we settled leaders back that day and he travelled really strong there, but just the way he, he balanced up and, and went through his gears around really nice horses, um, being primed for victory, count to beans, um, merrily. He'd done it like he, he, he quickened off taking a sit that day. He'd done it so many times. And funnily enough, I've ridden the horse, or well, the first three times I rode him, um, each time I was told to take a sit, because like, Tony's adamant that he'd be better with that. So he hasn't had to do it yet, but I'm sure if, if for whatever reason, spiritualised than others. Soothsayer show a lot of pace from out wide. I'm um, sure I'll be just as confident if we're sitting third, fourth. And if we are there, it's because they're probably going too quick. Could you have dreamt up a better barrier draw? No, no, I couldn't have, actually. It's, um, it was funny. Like uh, Stephanie and I were at, at the barrier draw at the beach on, on Tuesday. And I said to Stephanie, I could choose a barrier... I said it'd be, and she said before I said anything, six. And I said, I was going to say eight. I, said, I just wanted to draw like middle to low, um, but not too low, whereas I'd be un- under a bit of pressure to, to hold that spot. Um, which I think the way that the way the, the speed looks, like, or, you know, that, those obvious speed horses that I know, where they're all drawn on my outside, I think four is perfect. Um, it's, he's going to have options. And I think, you know, if he begins as he has in all six runs, he's going to put himself there and, He's just going to make his own luck, and obviously a lot of these horses are out to the 1400 for the for the first time. Whereas he's already a winner at a mile, and and 
won a, an open class race against horses that have been stakes placed over 1,200. So he's he's pretty exciting. And um, I guess another omen to what I was telling someone the other day, or Paul Joyce the other day, that um, my mum was ecstatic when he, he drew the five because in uh, my parents are greyhound trainers and the five's the, the yellow box. So it's um, hopefully it, it's a good omen that the yellow brick's drawn the five rug, you could say. Ben, how good is he, this horse? What level do you reckon he can get to? I mean, you've ridden some good horses. Uh, can this horse just keep going to the top? I think so. Like, I, I don't want to put the, the card in front of the horse, Sam, but he, he like he's 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 a really nice horse. Put it that way. He's like he won last time, and just sort of going through the race. Obviously, he wasn't favourite that night, but was well respected. He, he just ticked all the boxes, like horses that he, looking back in time, like horses that he beaten. He beaten Soothsayer twice, who come on to win after being defeated by Yellow Brick. He went three in a row all at Saturday grade. He's beat Counter Beans, who's now twice. His, his last two starts has, has um, been stakes placed, listed level and group three level, narrowly beaten. Um, and, he, yeah, he's, just, he's beaten good horse along the way. So I think just how well he does it, his demeanour, um, and the way he's improving, like it's only start seven tomorrow. So, uh, you know, just as you know, like horses, how they improve by the time they've had, you know, 15 or so starts. I think he's pretty exciting. So hopefully it's, um, it's you know, it, we're saying that he could be pretty special after tomorrow. Ben, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We, uh, we wish you all the luck in the world. Uh, certainly Sammy and I do because we'll be right on... Right on his tail, a yellow brick tomorrow. Uh, best of luck to you and to Steph throughout the whole day. I hope it's a really successful one for you, and thanks again for your time this afternoon. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Ben. Ben Thompson joining us there. Gun jockey, Sammy, really is, and, and so is Steph. And Ben, of course, is riding uh, yellow brick tomorrow in the big one, the Magic Millions three-year-old guineas. Now, we've got a couple of minutes left to give out some tips, Sam. We've already tipped yellow brick. There's no use us going through that again. That's it. So uh, what else do you like on the program? Anywhere. Uh, I tell you what I like, Skirt the Law in the mm. in the uh, two-year-old. Nice barrier. Big fan of Skirt the Law. I think, uh, yeah, best, best of luck to, to Sasha Morris, who's in the ownership of Skirt the Law with a big team of ladies from the Black Soil Bloodstock team. And, yeah, I, I think it's exciting horse, I reckon. Well, do you know what? I, I just think it's it's with that draw – going to get a perfect run. She's the interesting runner because she's she's won those two races on her ear. She's won a trial nicely at the Gold Coast recently in good time. Uh, she moves beautifully. The only thing we don't know is she didn't beat a lot in those runs, but she could only win. That's Can't it. do any more and than that, and she young, won them well. With yeah. young horses, it's it's that you know it's they're just doing what they have to do, yeah. you know. And and I just it's a bit like with Yellow Brick, you know, he's been perfectly placed, but not in over the top. And then he went to that big one at the King of the Mountain, and yeah, he was yeah. you know, but he just he, he just kept just kept making good improvement. Race ten, number nine. Pentito. This is I, a terrible. That's a terrible. I can't. I went through that race four hundred times and I still can't find anything. So I'll Pentito take your tip. gets the money. I'm taking your tip there for <laughs> Jason Edwards and Benny Thompson. Yeah, I think uh, we should have asked Ben about we it. Shouldn't we? It's good odds, and uh, gee, I reckon it'll run well. Got a tip in race two, no. the debut. No, I haven't. I have <laughs> oh, oh, look, that's for horses that have won trials. Of course. All right. They've all first starters. All two year olds. Yeah. 
And I've never seen so many two-year-olds get pushed out in trials <laughs> because they wanted to win and make the field. Uh, I'm going race four, number two, Scalapini, I think is my best of the day. Couple at value. Now, hopefully we can run on tomorrow. Yes, last week was a bit of an issue. It was hard making ground from probably fourth. Navesh, I've just read an article in the, uh, the Gold Coast Bulletin uh, today that Navesh thinks it'll be a much fairer track this time around and they will be able to run on. And he's a genius, so okay. I'm going with him. So if they are, I think race five, number five, Mimi Lagarde is a good chance. She's one of my favourites. I think she's nicely placed there. And I'm going to go to race nine, number seven, Superium for Team Hawks, who forked out a few dollars earlier in the week. I think they got the first big sale, one point something, six or three or something along those lines. Uh, Tommy Berry to ride, Superium, Two wins, uh, two runs in Sydney. Two last runs have been good. Uh, the latest was a win, zooming along the fence. Sectional's very strong. So they're my tips for the day. Cohen, how long have we got left, mate? Eight seconds. Eight seconds. We better go. Sammy, have a great Magic Millions Day. Good to be back. Yeah, good to have you back. And we'll catch you all same time next week on SEN Track. I see you under the midnight. Oh, man.